For book's sake, with Heather Roberts and Veronica Adams, uh, we are of 1852 Media, and we are here to talk about reader conventions, but from the from the reader perspective. That's right. That's book right. Signing events from the reader perspective. Did our most recent episode on author expectations and things to know if you've never done a, a reader convention or signing event as an author. So now we're going to talk about things from the reader side. Yes, and. It's very fortuitous that I just went to one this weekend yes, as a reader. Did. Yeah, so I was doing on the ground research and in the streets to bring you the best information possible. <laughs> yes, something like that. The commitment, Heather, is just mm, chef's kiss. Thank you, thank you. And if you are listening to this because I told you about it at that event this past weekend, <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome, welcome. welcome. Yes. And hopefully, especially Cindy. Okay, there was an author there, uh, Cindy, who told me before she even knew we had a podcast, she asked me if I did audiobooks because she loved my voice so much. And oh my gosh. I, I have to tell you that that like legitimately made like my weekend. <laughs> I'm that still is talking so about Isn't that the nicest thing ever? I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. And I was like, to that end, we have a podcast. Maybe you should audition to like, you know, take your audio talents into the audiobook recording world. I don't know. That's, I mean, that is a thing. That is a whole thing. It is. Um, But I'm not opposed to it, but. No, narrators um, are, they're hard workers. They're very hard. It's a lot of talent. And the biggest thing is you have to have a room that like you can, the sound. High audio quality. High audio quality room. This room is fine for what we're doing, but you know, not necessarily if somebody goes and starts playing music out there. <laughs> right. Soundproof that yeah. Much. Well, I mean, obviously I am, I am not in a booth myself here and right. at any moment, my microphone could pick up the dulcet tones of my washing machine running two doors down the hall. So like, <laughs> exactly. you know, right. Keeping it real um, so- here. There's no fancy audio equipment for this podcast. But yeah, we're we give all the credit in the world to audiobook uh, narrators. That's for definitely. sure. But definitely. But yeah, you totally made my uh, my weekend with that compliment. That is really sweet, isn't it? It was so nice. Um, and you know what? The people that I met there this weekend were just really lovely on the whole. Like, yeah, I it, and that's the thing about going to these events. Like, people are generally so nice. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And you forget about that. I mean, I haven't been to a reader event since 2019 because of the pandemic. Yeah. And right. then we right. moved twice. And, mm-hmm. you know, that just takes up life and money. Yeah. So this was my first opportunity to really get back out there someplace somewhat close. But... Mm-hmm. Girl, I hear you. I, it's my drought is longer than yours because I was pregnant in 2019. That's so right. I did not do anything that year. So my last event was uh, November of 2018. I haven't. It's been almost five years. I need to get back out there myself. You do. You you got to get back out there because you know what? It really did rejuvenate me. It, yeah. it made me feel so. You know, this extra is my motivated. community. These yeah. are my people. Right. Um, it was really fulfilling and really lovely and people yeah. are so kind. I mean, the compliments from my hair to my eyes, to my voice. So like, yeah, people are just so nice. I'm like, Oh my God, I could be around you people all day. Right. <laughs> but, so like reader, going to Taylor Swift show. It nice is. girls only. Yes. 
So readers, if you are afraid to go to these events, do not be afraid to go to these events. They're amazing. They're amazing. And like 90% of the time, like there's always, there's always a percentage where like you can have a bad experience. It's sure. That's life. That's life. But Mm -hmm. most of the time people are just genuinely nice and kind and willing to help you out and want to meet you and talk about books and everything. Well, and your favorite authors are there for a very specific reason to meet you. Yeah. That's why they do it. They set aside time. I mean, you know, they, they could be doing so many other things instead. They want to talk to you about their books. They want to hear what you like. They want to turn you into a new reader if you haven't tried them before, or they want you to come tell them how much you loved the last 18 books of theirs that you just completely devoured, you know, yeah. and whatever the case may be. So. Yeah, and you definitely it's take great. a chance on getting out if you've never attended one before, because I don't think you'll regret it. You, you really, I don't think you will either. And I went by myself and. Yeah, that's super important I mean, to the narrative here. Like yes. you should talk about that. You did not have a, a signing event buddy with you. you I were did just not. circulating like a solo woman. I was. And listen, if you know me, I can be extroverted when, when prepared <laughs> to be so. But yeah. if like you know me personally, I am generally very comfortable being introverted. I could lock myself in a room for hours upon end, never talk to another soul, and come out refreshed and happy. Like for those people who don't know Heather really well on a personal level, you have to understand this woman's hobbies are all like solo activities. Yes. Okay. Like the way she enjoys spending her free time is like in solitude. Yes. She'll be doing something. Yes. But she doesn't want to see you or talk to you Correct. or like, you know, hear you, the, the body doubling or anything like that, even to get through the activity. She is in her craft room by herself doing what she wants to do. Yes. If, if I can lock a door and close the door and just be by myself for hours upon end, that sounds like utter bliss to me. It's right. just, that's how and my brain still is you wired. enjoyed yourself at and a book signing this exactly. weekend. Exactly. Like it was chaotic. It was like lots of people. And I still had a really good time. So, and I went by myself, which threw a shit ton of anxiety upon me, but you know, you work through it, right? If you don't do something, if you're not scared to do something, then you're probably not doing the right thing. Like, you know, you gotta, you gotta work through things. I like that. Yeah. Do it scared. Do it scared. And I knew that I would probably have a good time. So I did know a couple of people at the event. I will caveat to say that. I yes. knew I knew a couple of authors yes. who were attending, but the large majority I did not know. And I didn't know any readers that were going. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't really talk about the fact that I was going to the event before I went to the event because I wanted to surprise our authors that were attending. Right. Right. We had a couple of 1852 clients at the end. Yeah. So you were there to support in addition to be a reader. So Yes. And I had, there was a couple of people who had used us in the past mm-hmm. who had done a la carte services with us and things like that. So I wanted to make a point to go say hello to them as well. Sure. Yeah. And so like I, I had known uh, several authors, but they didn't know that I was going to be there. Right. But I knew no readers. And so, you know, as a reader, when you go and you, you're standing in line. So this particular event, you got a free swag bag if you were part of the first XYZ number that came in. Yeah. 
And so there was a line. <laughs> there was a line that wrapped around the hotel. Mm-hmm. So readers expect you will be standing in line, online, whatever you prefer to call it, for probably a bit when you go to these events. This yeah. is not one of those mega events. Um, this right. was, I would say, like a mid event, right? Wasn't a small intimate signing by any stretch of the imagination, but like mid event. So you're going to be standing in line um, for a period of time. So before the doors opened, you know, uh, we were, were standing out there and I got down there a little before noon because I wasn't like rushing to be one of the first in. But if you do have authors that you absolutely want to see at these mid events, I'll call them, you usually should be able to see them within the window of time. Like there weren't any wristbands being handed out at this type of right, event or anything right. like that. You're not going to so, run into a situation where there's just not enough time to get you and everyone else through to see the authors that you want to right. see. But it's probably, if that's like your peak thing, you should probably go do that first. Just in case. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just in case. If this is not a small event, an intimate gathering of... I don't even, I, I couldn't even begin to put a number on it. Cause I've been to some events that are super, super intimate, but mm-hmm. if it's a mid event, like you're describing it, you should definitely prioritize seeing the authors you want to see at the beginning of your, your visit to the event. Otherwise you may still run out of time, even if there isn't a gatekeeping right. function right. on your ability to see those authors. Absolutely. So go yeah. and see those people first. If you have books that you want them to sign, I highly recommend getting some type of cart so that you're not carrying them. The wheeled book bag is my favorite. <coughs> Excuse me. Yes. Some, there was a, a, I also love the people who stack like the milk crates, you know, like, yeah. And mm-hmm. stack those up on like a dolly thingy. Yeah. There was somebody, um, a couple, you know, in, in line in front of me mm-hmm. who had one, like a book cart that was yeah. stuffed full and there was people directly in front of me and they were like, oh my God, she's so prepared. Like we came totally <laughs> unprepared. And I was like, don't worry, there's books inside. You can buy them mm-hmm. there too. <laughs> and they were like, I know, but like, holy shit. Hey, that girl was prepared. Yeah. More power to her. And she brought somebody with her, a spouse, friend, somebody um, to then handle that, I'm assuming, after right. she got it all signed, right. which was smart. Right. Well, it's efficient. So you're not yes. taking up extra time organizing your stuff after you have your encounter with the authors you're there to see. Exactly. Keep so, those lines moving. And remember, so this this signing had authors in two rooms mm-hmm. and in like a hallway that connected the two rooms. Yeah. So you had the opportunity to sort of like go around there, you know, and go into each room whenever you wanted and like, go, you know, talk to the authors. My strategy was everybody when they first go into a signing is going to stop at just by like human nature, stop at tables that are right there. Right. Like right in front. I did not want to do that because that's where everybody was. So I went to the back of the room. I picked one of the rooms and I was like, let me start in the back and I'll work my way up and meet people that way. So whatever your goals are with the event as a reader going into it, have a strategy. Think about things like that because just know people are going to get clogged up at the front. If you are somebody that does not like crowds and doesn't want to be as part of that mob mass, 
remove yourself from it. It's okay. You can come back to them. You have to pass them to leave anyway. (laughs) So, you know, think about things like that. Uh, Other major tips I would give, wear comfortable shoes. Oh my gosh. That's like, I take that for granted. Yes. Because I'm an old lady now, I live in comfortable shoes. (laughs) I don't own a pair of shoes that isn't comfortable. That's, that's where I'm at in life. But yes, if you are trendy and fashionable, uh, make sure that you are absolutely wearing. Yes. Wear comfortable shoes. You will be on. You're going to stand a lot. You're going to walk around a lot. Yeah. Four or five hours, something to that effect. Typically within the event space itself, there are few, if any places for you to rest. Correct. You're expected to be circulating from author table to author table or author booth to author booth. And if you need to take a break, typically you have to leave the conference area of the hotel or the event space in the, you know, I don't know, municipal community center or whatever, wherever the event's taking place and go back out to like a lobby or a reception in order to yes. find some place to rest. So while you're interacting with those authors, there are going to be very limited opportunities for you to get off your feet. So you definitely want to be comfortable. Yes. Wear comfortable shoes. I also would highly recommend packing a snack bag, packing some snacks. Oh my, oh my gosh. So here's what oh. happened this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm laughing because Heather has already given me the rundown on her, her snacking issues this weekend. So like, and I, it didn't occur to me that she was going to bring this up and talk about it, but like, <laughs> I feel like it's important. Okay. No, it, is it, important. it totally is. It, you definitely need to cover this particular point. I just am finding much humor in the whole thing. Oh, it's funny so, now. So this, I, what Heather did this weekend is like, it, it's a test case. Yes. Textbook. What not to do when it comes and it, to and eating it is, before, during, around assigning events. And what's ridiculous <laughs> is I know better. I know better. And I, I know. And this I, still used to be old pros at this. I know. So I made the terrible assumption <laughs> that there was going to be some type of food at the hotel that I mm-hmm. could purchase. Yeah. Before the event, during the event, something like that. Because why wouldn't there be? Right. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> I had I drove in that morning to give everybody some global perspective. And it was not a short trip for you. No, it was four and a half hours. So I stopped at a gas station, filled up on gas, grabbed a little gas station breakfast sandwich, was, you know, its own its own mistake. Did that, got on the road. Got down to the hotel. I called ahead. This is actually good advice. So if you're going to get to a hotel early that you're staying at that night, and for example, I wanted to prep a little bit um, for the event. Like I didn't, when I got up and left at 545 in the morning, I was not doing a full face of makeup and doing my hair, things that weren't happening for a thousand and then right. driving for four and a half hours so that it all melts off and, you know, oh, whatever. God, no, 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 no. Yeah. So when I got about an hour away from the hotel, I called the hotel and asked if I could get an early check-in. Most of the time, hotels will accommodate you. So they were able to accommodate me this time, which was lovely. So when I arrived at the hotel at 11, they were able to check me right into a room. I was able to go up, do my hair, do my makeup. 
get all, do all that. Sort of like right. rest for a moment after that long right. car drive. Yeah. Because uh, the signing started at noon. So I should have been sourcing food at that particular moment, but I didn't because anyway. So I had had nothing else to eat and I went down and I was like thinking about food at that point. And I looked at the restaurant that was in the hotel and they weren't serving food yet. They were not yet open. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, Boise. And so I'm like looking around. There's like no like little snack areas that you could like purchase food or anything not even like a vending that. machine. No, I did not see a vending machine. If it was if it was in existence, I did not find it. So I was like, all right, here we go. I'm gonna suck it up. So I went into the signing, hangry, hangry, <laughs> with no additional food. I lived off of Starburst. Jolly Ranchers, uh, what are those little fun-sized uh, candy bars? And one this in- is all stuff that the authors have on yes. their table. Yes, like you, you're living off of the junk food yes. being provided at each. Ta- at, at you visit an author, you're like, hey, oh my gosh, tell me about your books. I would love to know more. And also, I'm starving. Can I steal your free candy to keep Basically. me alive so that I don't actually go rogue? And like, yeah, I don't fall over. The next author. I don't collapse out of com- sheer right. exhaustion. Oh my god! The one kind, one one incredibly lovely author gave me a kind bar. Yeah, because we were discussing the lack of food options available. And and what did she tell you? She had eaten a really big breakfast. Well, they right? had the, the the convention itself had an amazing breakfast for the authors. Well, that's wonderful. So yes. they her and everyone else very well before the start of the event yeah so authors were fine they were good to go and like as they should be like that is what they should provide i just also generally assumed that the hotel would have something available for the restaurant would be open yeah which it wasn't so check beforehand and just even if you don't check beforehand, just put some snacks in your bag. Put oh my something gosh, yes. of substance. Make yourself a sandwich. Yeah. I would had I known. Choice, like a meal replacement bar, you know, a shelf stable protein drink, like whatever it is that your go to snacking is. Like, yeah. Take a few of those with you because you may end up in Heather's situation. <laughs> and you don't want to be in that situation because at like 450, the, or 350, because the signing was over at, at four. Right. It was from noon to four. I um, went to go sit down (laughs) because I was like, I am dead on my feet. And um, I was like, I need some food. Like, because I could feel how drained I was from some food. And at that point, the the restaurant was open. So I was able to go and snag a a burger and some fries, which perked me up substantially. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Substantially. And even if it wasn't a great burger, it was probably one of the best ones you've ever had. Just, Frankly, you know, it was delicious. From uh, right. Yeah. I honestly don't know if it was actually delicious, but yeah, like it was. <laughs> it was in this moment delicious. Correct. <laughs> Food, big, big deal. Water, also a big deal. Yes. Yes. This signing did have water stations. Use those. Like mm-hmm. I didn't take advantage of those until like towards the end. Um, but you should take advantage of those. I had a water bottle. I did not want to carry it around with me because right. it's like, it's a big thing. They're bulky. They're bulky. So if you don't want to, you know, carry something like that around, 
you know, utilize the water stations. Right. Most conventions, most book signings have water stations because yeah. they do not want people passing out on them. And now if yeah. you were going to bring a book bag of some kind, you can always stash your water bottles in yes. something like that for sure. So yeah, bring, bring water, at least maybe a small thing of water just to have, uh, but utilize the water stations. Those are huge because it is a lot when you're walking around and talking and getting excited and the room sometimes gets very warm. Oh gosh. All those people. All those people in there. So, you know, understand that these are the conditions that you're going to be in and plan accordingly. I had just somewhat forgotten about the food one (laughs) somehow throughout all of this. Everything else I had, I had everything else. Just forgot about Uh, food, you know. You know how when you don't do something for a long time and then you go to do it for the first time, sometimes you're a little rusty? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I was like, You had a great time, but also as a reader, you were a little bit rusty. I was a little rusty as a reader. Yeah, I've been on the other side many, many times mm-hmm. and just had forgotten one key element. Yeah. So bring food. <laughs> bring bring something in your purse <laughs> or your bag or your book bag or whatever the, whatever you're yeah. carrying with you. What other advice can I give you? Um, it is – so, like, it is going to get very hot. There was another room. Like I was saying, there was multiple rooms in this particular event – And the other room was much cooler because there weren't as many people in it, you know, because people generally like go in different, you know, so go walk around, find out where you're most comfortable if you need a break and you need to like cool down for a little bit, because uh, I ended up going to this other room and the people like they, she's the people in the room were like, yeah, people have been coming in in waves, which is not surprising because a lot of times people group up together in the, at these types of events. So it was just like me and like the 10 or 12 authors in there. <laughs> and it was, I was like, great. We let's have, let's have a conversation. Let's chat. Also, while I sit in here in this glorious, blissfully air conditioned room, <laughs> that is, feels amazing. But it was, it was, it was great. Uh, Cause it was also, you know, a time I got to, to talk to a bunch of authors um, who I, I had not met before. So that was also wonderful. So, yeah. And, you know, just try to think about, you know, things like that. You don't have to be doing what everybody else mm-hmm. is doing. You can sort of carve your own pathway. Yes. Yes. And make your own Wait, way. Waiting lines and stuff can be dynamic. Sometimes you, you know, a line for a certain author is too long or there's no line at all because everybody is in the restroom, right? Like the, yeah. well, the restroom or the break room or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I, when we first walked in, there was a, a mystery book <clears throat> giveaway that the event was running. Which by the way, super, super cool. I think. Yeah. I loved that idea. Loved it. Um, and you could win a mystery book which, yeah. from one of the attending authors. Love that. Okay. A, not a mystery novel, but a book that's title and author is unknown to you at the time you win it. <laughs> right. Yeah. They were all wrapped in brown paper bags and they just had right. like, what was like the tropes, basically genre, that sort of thing on the, on the front. Love it. It's like blind date with books sort of idea. And you could win one. And so everybody was like literally lined up as soon as they went through registration to go and try to get their mystery book. And I was just like, oh, I'll, I'll come back to that later. I don't yeah. know to go stand in another line. 
And I did end up coming back to it later when nobody was there. Mm -hmm. And I got to go through it just as much as everybody else did, Mm -hmm. just without the long line. So you just because there's a line for something right then doesn't mean it's going to be a line always. Right. Um, So manage your time appropriately. If there's something you absolutely want to do, go do that first um, and then come back and do all the rest of the fun, fun things. So if you've never attended an event like this before as a reader, what do you say to the authors you want to meet? How do you, you know, what do you, what do you do? Well, a lot of times you just walk up to their table and say, hi, how are you? I mean, yeah, it's just a hello and they are there because they want to talk to you. They don't want to sit at a table and not have any, have anybody speak to them. Right. So just walk up to them and say hello. (laughs) I mean, they they will respond with something. I promise. They're not going to ignore you. Yeah. You don't have to worry about the authors not keeping up their end of the bargain. I mean, you introduce yourself and say, I've been looking forward to meeting you or I loved XYZ book that you wrote, you know? Yeah. Like like, I loved this book and it was amazing. Conversation just by going that far. And if you are an outgoing reader, if you are an extroverted reader who happens to be familiar with the author's work that is in front of you and you're chatting with the author and you see somebody coming up to their table who maybe is looking a little more timid, feel free to be their hype person. Yeah. Like I, I was standing at one of our clients tables who does, honestly, she doesn't, she doesn't need a hype gal. She, she's her own hype squad. (laughs) (laughs) Janine, this one's for you. Uh, Janine Bosco. But somebody was coming up to the table and I was just like, do you know Janine? Like, have you read her books? Do the break, you know, the icebreaker, if that's something that you are comfortable with, because it does break the tension. It breaks that, you know, initial thing. And then they have something to respond to. So for sure. And it, and it's fun. It makes it an enjoyable Mm -hmm. thing. Then you force the author to do some work. (laughs) Not just getting Janine. (laughs) Practice their marketing skills. Yes. (laughs) But I was surprised. So last episode, we talked a lot about authors, what questions should they be expecting, you know, from readers. And so I really sort of, you know, put that, to work. And, um, I would go up to authors tables and ask them, you know, what, what type, tell me about your books is one of the things yeah. that I would say if I was totally unfamiliar, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, hi, you know, I'm Heather with 1852 media. Sometimes I'd start with that. Sometimes I wouldn't, but I would always usually say, tell me, tell about, me about your books, your books because I want to know. And then they would either launch into what their books are about, or sometimes they would come back to me with a question of, well, what are, what tropes are you into? Or what are you into? And that great question, because Mm -hmm. they want to direct me to the book that I'm most going to resonate with. Right. And, you know, so be prepared as a reader to know, to know what your own interests are. Because a lot of times (laughs) authors are going to ask you, you know, what is your favorite tropes what yes. what kind of books yes. do you like to read do you like especially when you're meeting a new to you author if you're yes. completely unfamiliar with this person's work the conversation's definitely going to be a little bit of give and take and instead of getting the full spiel especially from a, a mid-list or a, a, an upper list author 
who has a significant backlist. There could be a wide variety of genre, subgenre, trope, etc. They want to cut to the chase and give you something that represents their work well that they think you will connect with based on your own preferences rather yeah. than just selling you 20 or 40 or 100 books. Exactly. You know. What kind They'll of books you to like come to back read. and read more after you've read something that you really like, you know? <laughs> yes. So what kind of books do you like to read is a lot of what I got asked that um, many mm-hmm. times, which, you know, mm-hmm. great. It's fantastic. Um, and a lot of times authors have branded themselves so well at the table that you can tell. I mean, you can tell what they write. So there was an author. spot on and you just know what you're getting as soon as you approach the author. Exactly. Like there was an author's table. I knew exactly. She wrote some super dark romances. And I could tell by the covers, by the table design, you know, it was very apparent what she wrote. Um, And she was. Black, red, sexy. Black, red. Leather lace satin, mm-hmm. some BDSM or kink kind of elements. Like, yes. I don't, you know, something that looks sort of super dangerous and edgy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then she was right next to an author who wrote like contemporary romance, small town. <laughs> like, she said, like, steam level, like one, uh, like spice level one. And it was clear, great. Clear blue skies, lots yeah. of pink sunlight, like a little small town in the, the background of her banner or something. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Light, yeah, yeah. light aesthetic. And so it was literally like light and dark right next to one another. And it was great because I was like, you know, they were joking that they could tell the people that would come like and do a buzz line to one table or the other and then like look yeah. at the other table and be like, eh. and like yeah, not for me. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> She's like, occasionally you get the person who like wants both. Give it, give me all yeah. of it, you know, yeah. like bring it on. Occasionally you would get that person, but usually it was like, well, what are the other? And right, right. Well, that, that's pretty common though. I think among the majority of readers, like yeah. you connect with, a, you know, darker type of novel. You may not necessarily want a lighter of any variety, small town or otherwise, rom-com. I mean, yeah. there's all sorts of stuff that's nice and light. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. She was saying, the uh, contemporary author was saying that she was speaking with somebody who does like both, uh-huh. who was telling her that she likes to read the lighter stuff as like sort of a, a palate cleanser, if yes. you will, in between the dark mm-hmm. books. Mm-hmm. And I can totally see that because she was saying that like people read her because they feel it's like a safe you know, it's a safe read. It's a very comforting. They know nothing crazy is going to happen. Right. They're going to fall in love. It's going to be great. It's, you know, like, like no jump every scares. Every book is a new experience, right? Because every author puts their own creative twist on the same tropes that we all know and love. So like, I mean this in no way disrespectfully, but like, it's, it's like comfort watching an old beloved television show, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. Sometimes you just need something that you know is going to be safe and familiar, even if you've forgotten the details or you don't know them yet because the author is new to you. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was really fun. And just seeing the the dichotomy there mm-hmm. or the, the juxtaposition well, really of them so next to each this other. This begs the question though, if you saw these absolutely stellar examples of visual branding and marketing, mm-hmm. did you run into any that weren't so great or any authors who like, as you were getting to know them and talking to them, you realized that maybe their branding 
wasn't as clear in terms of like what kind of books they write. Yeah, I think it's hardest when an author writes a lot of different kinds of books. Multiple genres and Multiple genres and subgenres. If you are writing across multiple subgenres, and I'm not talking tropes, I'm talking like paranormal, monster, like contemporary romance, thriller, like like literally just completely different genres. And you have just like one book from each of those because I don't, that makes it very hard to, you know, make a cohesive brand. Right. And to gain readers that way becomes very challenging in that regard. So yeah. Historical Westerns and I don't know, gay rom-coms. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like when they're so different from one another, it, it, you can struggle to gain a cohesive branding because just like how those two authors that they were, they were there and saying that one person, you know, one person's going here and one person's going there. Right. You know, when you have a little bit of everything, theoretically, it sounds like you should be able to get everybody at your table, right? right? You should be seeing a lot of traffic. It sounds like that. But unfortunately, that's not usually what ends up happening. What ends up happening is people get confused and then it's just, you know, or or they'll just read the one thing. They won't read anything else from you because right. that's not their jam. The the rest of it is is you know something outside of their wheelhouse. But yeah, so that would be the only thing. There's some sometimes it's just not cohesive. Um, but I saw speaking of author tables, I saw some glorious author tables that I thought were branded so well. I mean, there was one person who wrote a bunch of like all of them were by the like by the sea, like by the water. And the whole table was decked out in like, um, like the fish netting. Like oh, the yeah. Net. Very nautical. Very nautical, the whole thing. And you felt like when you were at their table, you're like, I get it. I get the vibe, like the whole vibe. Yeah. I didn't even have to ask what the books were about. Like, I knew. <laughs> I'll take three copies and a taxi to the beach, please. Right. Like you, yeah. you got the whole feel right yeah. there, um, which was great. And like I said in the last one, in the last podcast, there were some authors there who had games that you could play to win things. And yeah, so just go expecting to have a fun time. You're going to talk a lot, a lot. So get some throat lozenges. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Now, let me ask you some logistical questions. Yes. Like uh, thinking about this as someone who's, who loves reading and has never attended an event for however long you've, you've been reading, whether it's lifelong or like something that you've revived as a result of the pandemic or whatever. Is it expensive to be a reader at these book events? It can be. <laughs> okay. It can what be. What are we talking? Well, so, I mean, uh, you know, like let's, let's cut brass tacks. Like you have to pay an admission fee. Yes, typically. There's yes. a ticket cost just to get in. This particular event, um, I mean, I'll give it a shout out. This was Romanticon in Connecticut, and I believe it's always held in Connecticut. Um, and Kitty Berry runs this particular event and does a phenomenal job organizing yes. it. Yes. That's the C O A N in Romanticon is Connecticut, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Romanticon. I thought it was very cute. 
And the event was wonderful, wonderfully organized at pros. They are pros. My food issues were my problem. It was not yeah. the event's fault. Yeah, <laughs> no reflection on the event organization yeah. whatsoever. That yeah. was my problem. So it was otherwise very lovely. So, um, yeah, so that was $25. I think it ended up being like $28 with tax, something like that. Right, right. I then got a hotel room for the evening because I... You drove four and a half hours from your house to attend it. I was not going back the same day. I guess I could have, but that would not have been smart. So, (laughs) and also like, you know, you want some decompression time. So I got a hotel room that evening. So there's the hotel cost. Um, And then if you want to, you know, you're going to have to pay for your own food, right? All of that. So there's that cost. And then gas to get there, you know? And then when you're there, there are so many opportunities to spend money. You're going to have to either create yourself a budget or understand what your budget is because it is very easy to spend a lot of money at these events. Every author has books for sale, right? That's the whole point. Um, so a lot of them have bundles too, that, you know, you can purchase X, Y, Z, you know, multiples for a certain price. A lot of them, I'd say I did not run across a table that did not, that I can recall. Maybe there was one there that did not accept credit cards, which is wonderful. Sometimes that's amazing. Back in the day, there was, it was very I mean, that's why I brought it up because I was like, so how much cash do I need to be walking around with on the day of the event? Very, very wonderful Mm -hmm. that you can now, like... That you don't have to go hit the ATM before you go inside. There was an ATM there, though. So in case you did want to just use cash, you could do that. Um, Sometimes authors will give a discount if you are using cash because of the convenience fees. Easier for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that. But yeah, I mean, there's bookmarks for sale. Like really, I saw some gorgeous, gorgeous bookmarks. They were like intricate and just really metal, very, very pretty. Book sleeves, tons of book sleeves for sale. Tons of like book merch. Uh, There's different vendors there that are book adjacent and have their own merch. Authors have their own merch. So plus the books. If you, endless ways to part endless with your money. ways to part with your money. And there was, I think, 111 signing authors at this particular event. Okay. I could it's be a wrong. a good mid-sized event. Yeah. It was a very good, a very good event. Like sign, like author wise. I could have that number wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that was, there was like at least a hundred. Someone told me 111. So that's what stuck in my mind. Two lines, rooms plus but, a hallway tells me that there was at least yeah. 70 to 80, if not a full hundred or more. Right. And maybe some people had to cancel or something. I don't right, know. Right, 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 right. But around a hundred authors will say that. Mm-hmm. And you could easily <laughs> spend a lot of money, even if you only connected with 25 of those authors or 20 of right. them, you know, like sure. very easily. Well, I mean, you know, what's, what's the standard flat <clears throat> fee for a paperback these days? 10 to 20 bucks, yeah. depending on the size and, you know, where you have them printed, et cetera. So yeah, yeah. I, I bought a couple myself and, mm-hmm. you know, $15, $12, $7. I mean, there were some that were a little cheaper, but they were smaller, right? Like, right. exactly. So it cost as much to print. So the right. shorter the story, the cheaper the paperback can be. Yeah. But yeah. 
otherwise you do get like I got one of the swag bags mm-hmm. and there were two books in there. Awesome. Um, I got then the one of the free mystery books that yes. they were giving away. The giveaway. Right, right. So I had what already three books at that point. Swag and three free books. Well, not free. You paid to, to attend the event, but sure. with your admission. With my mission. With the cost of admission, you've got access to over a hundred authors plus three free books. Yeah. And swag. And tons of authors had not like additional promotions, right? But also then had like free novellas with a, you know, yeah. you could scan a QR code and we'll get access. Free books from me. Yeah. yeah. And access a free, free book right there. Give me your email address and have, you can have a free book. Yep. So if you just want to go around and collect books, you could have probably walked away without spending any more than the admission price. I don't know, maybe 20 books, like heart physical books, plus E novellas, novels, whatever. Right, 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 right. Just by parting with your email address, really. I mean, that's not bad. And you get to go meet them all and have a really good time and- and, and you're probably going to get free swag at their tables too. Absolutely. Yeah. Tons of stickers. Stickers were huge swag. Um, tons of stickers. Stickers are in right now. Yeah. Lots of stickers. I, I was telling Veronica before this started about all the, the swag that I acquired. Uh, some of my favorite. Heather's a maker and she's like obsessed with the swag people use because she's always trying to create her own. Yes. I'm like, oh, let's go through this swag. Let's see what I can, let's yeah, see what ideas I, I get. Uh-huh. I will tell you my favorite swag item, and it's not what I thought it was going to be. You know what, I mean, you know what it is, Monica. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. my absolute favorite swag item was a plastic straw. It doesn't get less funny when you say it I for know. the second time. I know. I know. But literally my absolute favorite swag item was a plastic well, so straw. This begs the question, are you living in a place where straws are hard to come by now due to the, yes. the climate change issues that we're experiencing on this planet and the political movement in your area? Yeah. So occasionally we will go to a, a restaurant and there will be a plastic straw. Like sometimes if you go to McDonald's, they have plastic straws yeah. still. But a lot of the times it's the paper straws. And listen, I'm all for the environment. I, I truly am. But I absolutely yeah. loathe paper straws. Listen, I, I am a baby of the 80s and 90s. I still cut the plastic rings off of my six packs because I don't want turtles dying in the ocean, even though yes. all of my waste is going to a landfill and flyover country and is not getting anywhere near sea turtles. But yeah, I I, I sympathize with that sentiment. I'm just... Straw. I get it, but they're still horrible. Like we need to work on improving the design. Correct. 100%. So this is plastic swag straw, (laughs) a reusable straw. Huge. That's a a really clever swag idea. Truly loved it. I mean, for chef's kiss there, I I will use that. I 100% will use that. I also love, there were some very cute coasters. Um, Loved those. Uh, love a coaster. There's all about the practical things, y'all. If yes. she can't use it, she probably doesn't want it. Correct. If it has no utility for me, then I don't, I won't use it. <laughs> so love that. All, so basically all the utility uh, style mm-hmm. items. Yeah, there yeah, was somebody did post-its. Uh, much appreciated that. Who can't use That's more post Like their logo on it or something? Yeah, it was like a little book that had their logo on the front. You open it up and there were like little post-it tabs. Love Cute. that. 
Love that. What else? With tons of pens. Of course. And I have a whole collection now. Love a good pen. Love a good pen. Gotta be a good pen though. Yeah. Yeah. Only I've one chapstick. Ones. One chapstick. Which I, I fine. I got one chapstick. That's great. It went in it went in my chapstick oh, bag. Yeah, my chapstick. <laughs> I have a I literally have a bag that I've put all the chapstick that I've collected over the years and um, you know, just yeah. grab them out whenever I need them. And yeah, I threw mine away when I moved. Did you? Okay. <laughs> well. They were no longer, they never served me in the first place because most of them were, I mean, you know. Sometimes chapstick's not entry good. Entry level chapstick. Yes. Very cheap. Yes. So. You need to make sure it's a decent chapstick. But yeah, love the coasters, love the, love all of the utility style things. Several pins, several pins, which I liked. Someone gave me a pin because they liked my hair and they had a pin that had uh, something, one of the characters in their book also had like fun fantasy color hair so uh she's like you need this pin and i was like yes please so i, I put it also on my, my bag. favorite thing about the community too is how creative you can be with your self-expression <clears throat> physically yeah. and how welcoming everybody is no matter what oh for sure for sure and yeah there's just it was just so it was really nice it everybody's just so kind <laughs> like they really were they were really kind um, and I had a, I had a great the book experience. world is the best world. It is. I've seen a lot of people talk about like the Taylor Swift concerts and how like the Swifties are so nice. And, you know, I, I really felt like that there's definitely a, a cross that energy, exists that energy in community too. It does. It does. And for all the bad that you hear about with all the drama mm-hmm. in the book world. Yeah, there is plenty of it. There's plenty of it, but there's also really good people too. Really good people. So I overall had a great time as a reader and uh, just attending and walking around and meeting people that I had never met before. Yay. So it was good. Now you have new friends. Yes, absolutely. New people that I can, uh, you know, reach out to and wait. Yeah. So it was wonderful. Highly recommend if you have an opportunity to go, I would go. And you do not have to go to, like I was saying, like, yes, those mega events, they are wonderful too. Usually you can tell the difference because usually with like a mega event, they have multiple days of things. Right, right. Going You're on. going to have uh, an, an intro party and the signing day or two or three days of signing, depending on how big the event is and after parties and panels side quests and, and panels and yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, that's, those are conventions <laughs> these are more like conferences if you will yeah. to call them something different you spend a day yes at most i don't know six or seven hours is probably the longest single event single day event i've ever been to six hours yeah. maybe which is a long day it's still a long day and i was exhausted at the end of this i'm like oh my god if i'm going to one of those mega hours events a lot. i'm gonna i'm gonna have to do something to hurt <laughs> myself yeah. up Exactly. I did just to throw it out there as well. I mean, with, you know, we're in the post COVID era, right? Mm-hmm. As soon as the event was over, I went back to my room and I washed the shit out of my hands before I touched anything else or my face or ate my food or anything. That's something very important. I also took Zycam. I did the pre-cold stuff as a precaution Mm-hmm. Took some extra vitamin D, or I'm sorry, vitamin C, mm-hmm. 
And um, then the next day tried to get, you know, some orange juice on Sunday. I had orange juice first thing, um, popped some more vitamin C. Just really supporting that immune system. Yeah, really try to support your immune system before, during, and after this event. Because if you don't, the likelihood of catching something is higher. (laughs) You know what I mean? And when you're going and meeting people, try not, you know, I, I tried not to breathe directly into people's faces or right. have them breathe, breathe right. directly into mine. It's good, good public health contact, common sense. And also, you know, stick to your own boundaries about what you're comfortable with yeah. in this post COVID world of ours. You know, you want to be right up against people in line or do you want to hang back and wait until the lines start to thin out before you circulate more? Like, right. You know, whatever you're comfortable with. It's, it's whatever or, you're comfortable with. Was anybody masking? I did not see anybody masking now. Okay. I considered masking. I wouldn't be surprised. And I also would think that that would still be welcome for the people who are higher risk. Yeah. I did consider masking, but I was like, let me see if I can, you know, you know, I tried to do some like little separation, right? And Mm -hmm. not, not to be like, it wasn't rude separation. It was just like, we don't need to be smashed up against one another. Yeah, I don't need to get into your face to talk about your books with you. Right, exactly. Have, have a little personal boundary bubble. And, um, I think it's just smart, you know, these, these events are here. There's something going around somewhere at some, you know, always, events. so always. if you can do anything to try to minimize getting sick after them, you'll probably enjoy the events more because <laughs> you won't get sick when you get home. Right. So yeah, I did. Those are my, those are my little tips and tricks about how to avoid that because after every one of these conventions, I hear people coming home and not just with COVID, but with other things like getting the flu, getting a nasty sinus infection, a cold or whatever. And then it puts you down for a week or whatever. And it's just no fun. So anything you can do to cut that off the path. Yes. Take care of yourself. Try to hydrate (laughs) and uh, take some extra vitamins. Yes. Use those water stations. And takes my oh, this is good. I think if I if I had never been to one before, I'd be prepared to give it a shot. I yeah. think the only question is, how do I find an event near me? Well, you can do the hard work of Googling your little heart out. Or you can go to our website at 1852media.com backslash events. And we do have a list. We've made it easy for you. We it's have, not comprehensive. We no. don't claim to have every single event in existence. And if there is an event that you know about or that you run that you want to be represented on that list, please let us know. Let us know. Yeah, shoot us yes. an email. We want to know. We'd love to put your event on the list. We also need to clean it up a little bit. We've had it from you know 2023 to 2024. We are now midway through 2023. We need to go back and update the ones from the earlier, you know, the beginning of the year. The first half of the year. Yes. Right. Um, because we're, you know, we're not, we're not doing it in real time. Sorry. Um, but we will continue to update it, uh, as things become available. And yeah. some of the links that we provide are, I mean, they still go to like a landing site for the event. So Correct. even though the event may have already happened for 2023, if you follow the hyperlink, it may take you to a landing page where you can get information on the 2024 version of the event, if that's taking place. Exactly. Um, and the biggest thing that I did with this list that I thought was very important was break it up by by region. So like you can sort by region, you can sort by state um, in alphabetical order and things like that, because a lot of times people want to go to these events, but don't, you know, want to travel too far or, or anything. So 
yeah, four and a half hours one way by yourself in the car is kind of like intimidating. It's a it's a trip. I hadn't done that by myself probably since law school. That's probably that's probably true. I mean, I've yeah, I don't think I've I've traveled four and a half hours away by myself since since law school. So it's been a minute. And I, I no doubt, obviously, that I could do it because I've some, I've done these things in the past. But my goodness, was it boring? It really, it really was. <laughs> it's very boring. You get about halfway through, and you're like, "Oh shit, I got another halfway to go." Yeah, like, right. Oh man, fifteen down, two fifteen to go. Oh, like that was yeah. torture. This is <laughs> I go another two and a half hours, but. I also, I'm spoiled because I don't commute anymore every day. Like I used to commute an hour and a half to work every day. So a four hour trip now you is commute like, up the stairs and yeah. it's like, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. So like when I was commuting an hour and a half to work each way every day. Oh, I guess I should More say conditions. it wasn't since law school. It's been since I was, I was practicing law and I was traveling all over the state to go to different courthouses. Um, that that's the last time I did long treks by myself, but yeah, I haven't done it since then. And I forgot how boring it was. <laughs> but I now remember. So if you have a buddy that you can coerce to go with you, buddy. yeah, it's ideal. Take them with you. Yes. Or find an event that's not four and a half hours away. That's true too. Yeah. A lot of people just, you know, came from, they were in the same town, similar, like an hour away, two hours away. Um, and this was like, I guess an hour or so from New York. So that's not yeah. far. There was a lot of people from New York that came on um, transportation infrastructure is a lot different around the city than it is in various parts of the country. So like you live close to New York, you can take the train or trains probably relatively easily. So, and I know a lot of people, um, like some, not, I don't know a lot, but I know some authors went down to New York after the event to, to have the, you know, a little trip, um, to New York city. So that was, you know, I'm sure very fun and convenient as well. Well, let's talk about our evergreen marketing tip. Yeah, you got an evergreen marketing tip for us this week? Yeah, We've talked and talked and talked I know. Today was a long one. I know. So evergreen marketing tip of this week is know your brand. And know your brand meaning know what you're putting out into the world. Like we were talking about earlier, I would be able to walk up to the table and know exactly what that author is selling before they even said a word out of their mouth. That's amazing. That should be how it is. You should be able to identify to somebody with a trained eye what you're selling. So know your brand and lean into that brand. And set those reader expectations from the very, from the very top down with the visuals and everything. Yeah. Know your brand and have fun with it. Don't be afraid to be creative with it. Be a little cringy. It's only cringy until, you know, people get on it and then everybody starts mimicking your cringe and you're like, Oh wow, I'm a trendsetter. So it's fine. Just, you know, know your brand, know what you're selling and, um, lean into that as much as possible. And that can yeah, go into visuals and what you're putting out there. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Well, check out our events list, right? Yes. Check out yes. our events list, find an event for you. And uh, we absolutely will see you next time. And- 
Yes. And don't forget event organizers. If you're not on our list, send us an email. Yes, please. We want to know about your event. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you soon. This is for book's sake. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.